Melissa, welcome back to another episode of the Social Angle Podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode because we're going to talk about creating the perfect Instagram feed, and you know that's my jam. So me and Vin sit down to talk with Kiani, who is the co-founder of More and More Merch, aka the Merch Studio. So she has experience in event production, event marketing, and film publicity, and it paved the way for her to combine her passions with helping brands to be more visible, helping them think outside the box, and helping brands to look good while doing it. And if you guys have checked out, um, you know, Kiani's social media presence through uh, more and more merch, it's just awesome. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode because she gives some tips on how they lead track when they get leads through social media, how they've refined their strategy over time and then streamline um, their visual identity on Instagram and the types of posts that work for them that you can maybe incorporate into your own social media marketing mix um, that work the best for engagement. So it's a really great episode. So let's get into it. It's Melissa and Vin with The Social Angle. We're so glad to be here because we are here with uh, Kiani, who is the co-founder and of More and More Merch. So we're excited to talk about Instagram. So welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Vince and Melissa. I just appreciate being here. Yeah, and we appreciate you being here too. When I stumbled upon your Instagram feed, I shed a single tear because it was so incredible. <laughs> I was like, I love the mix. Um, I love the colors. I love kind of the theme of it. So I'm really excited to get into Instagram with you and share your insights for our audience, which I think are going to be really helpful. But first, I want you to tell us a little bit of more, more about yourself for our audience. No problem at all. So I guess just a little background about me and first and foremost thanks for shedding a single tear <laughs> she had a single tear thank you so much um but just a little bit about myself I have a background in event marketing and event management um all three of my partners we all have a similar background we're actually also family so we're first cousins um, our mothers are sisters and we would always just like for the holidays they live actually in ohio and i'm in the dc area and we mm -hmm. would always end up talking about marketing talking about our clients talking about what we were doing talking about what we wanted to be doing mm -hmm. and it just um kind of matriculated into us saying you know what why don't we you know do something with merchandise our clients would always want bigger and better from us so where we may have started out it's kind of like email marketing for them and it would turn into well can you also do our website well can you also do our web strategy can you also you know find us some t-shirts and so that's kind of how we got into merchandise um it was very it, we really stumbled upon it like we didn't have a clue about like where to start what to do who had gone before us or anything um it was just something that we just kind of started doing some research and then that's how we got involved with merchandise specifically. How that's long have you been in uh, the, the merchandise space? So we've only been in the merchandise space for about four years. And I finally feel like we just cracked the tip of the iceberg. Like there's so much to learn, so much out there. Um, so many incredible partners and just like learning them and the nuances. And so four years. 
Well, you guys are doing an awesome job. I was checking out all your digital assets and I just love the cohesion of your brand and especially seeing that on social media. It's just been a real joy. So I wanted to ask you for your Instagram feed, like it just packs a serious punch from the color schemes, kind of the mix between promotional products, pop culture, you know, prints, like samples for clients or case studies. What goes into the inspiration for you kind of devising your feed? That is a great question. And I think initially when we started, um, which is, okay, so I'll break it down in two, two, um, two different areas. So yeah. initially when we started, it was of course, well, not even of course, but for us, it was just kind of like, hodgepodge here mm. things what do you think about that um this is cute do you like that and then of course as we began to kind of find our own voice and work with the partners that we work with and the types of clients that we typically work with it just felt right to go in a more curated direction to provide the kind of I guess, visuals that they would also be looking for okay. and type of visuals like for retail and for just, just for the type of clients that we, we work with. It just made sense for us to really curate things a bit more and show them the end product instead of just kind of like any random sample. So that's how we went along the traje trajectory. And then also one thing that we were doing is just kind of um, experimenting with different colors mm -hmm. and for us it kind of we had to like just pick a color scheme because it can be so tempting to like choose every color under the rainbow but for us when we were ordering samples and different things like that it's like having them all over the place like that a we can't like give them out it, it was just too hard to match things up and to like yeah. make things look cohesive so we said okay we're going to pick a color scheme and this is it. So we are probably not going to change it. We'll in, infuse some other colors in there. But for the most part, our packaging, our branding, everything is going to be like kind of what you see now. And we'll figure okay. out how to shake things up a bit. But um, yeah. Okay, I like that. And I think that's a good tip is it can kind of feel like FOMO sometimes for Instagram because there's just so much opportunity. And especially I feel like a lot of the content that I've seen you made, it's just so like applicable to Instagram, you know, if there's so many good opportunities. So I like that the narrow focus kind of streamlined everything. And it's so much easier for you guys to have like kind of a cohesive presence. This is kind of a slight veer, but what type of clients you said retail, like, do they fall into specific categories? If I may ask our client mix for the most part, especially pre COVID was pretty much events. Okay. I'm corporate. So when I say events, women's conferences, festivals, music festivals, film festivals, um, that was pretty much the most, most of our mix. Um, we also had some, you know, some outliers, but for the most part, they were pretty much events, um, okay. event driven, large conferences and things like that. That, is, that all is, gone. is all gone away. All gone. That is all gone. We do work with a few nonprofits and also a few camps and schools, but that's again, you know, that's just a part of our mix, not the, not the majority of it. Um, now we have been working with a lot of influencers who have always wanted to do something, wanted to start a line, wanted to get involved with retail merchandise, um, but never had the, I guess, you know, time to do it. Yeah. Um, so with COVID, 
we have definitely taken on a lot of smaller businesses that have just always wanted to be in so you space pivoted and stuff. that is the buzzword that is the, the buzzword of, of business right now <laughs> yes, exactly exactly you need to take a sip every time somebody says pivot or the you know normal yes yes i yes. love that um, 100%. so yes you've pivoted um i'm sure like every other business you've got so much work you know you're trying to scramble trying to figure things out and you're also managing social media um what are some of the favorite tools you're using to manage your Instagram feeds? So, like, I actually enjoy managing the social media probably a little bit too much. Um, it just kind of calms me down. I like to create, so it helps me to be in a creative space um, creating the social media. Um, some parts I like better than others. However, um, a few of my favorite tools are Creative Market for mock-ups. Um, I love them. I've probably spent thousands of dollars on creative markets, purchasing mock-up templates and um, patterns and florals and what have you. Um, so creative market is like one of my go-tos. Photoshop, um, because that's where you mock up the mock-ups. Um, Canva is also really cool because I can just dump a ton of things in there after I've created them and you know, kind of mix and match. So I love Canva. And there's an app called Pick Collage. C-O-L-L-A-G-E. Okay. It's a really simple app. Um, not a lot of frills to it, but it's a way, I, I like a lot of patterns and different textures within our social media. So it's a way that I can kind of get some pattern and you can stack pictures on top of each other. You can have video in a and a still image. Um, so it's just a simple, a really simple tool. But you're, you're definitely love. speaking Melissa's language. I see her getting, she's blushing over there. She, she uses, Can <laughs> she uses Canva. Like, she loves Canva. Um, yeah, that's a great answer. Um, you know, it's Instagram is a very visual network and there's a lot of tools out there that can help you you know, your content pop. And that's kind of what yours does. You know, I went to your Instagram page. I was like, boom, I loved it. It was just, it was so vibrant and right in your face. And, you know, it's a, that's a great answer. I have another question now. This is, this is a million dollar question here. This is one that everyone okay, wants okay, to know about. Have you been able to use Instagram and track anything that you're doing on Instagram directly to any sales? Yes. Cool. Yes. For sure. Um, and no, at the same time. So I'm going to give you like the industry answer that everybody has to give when you say, how do you make sales? Mm -hmm. That answer is creating relationships. So, and, and Bravo. maintaining them. Bravo. Social. <laughs> yeah. So that you have, I mean, because it is like, yes, we have had sales that have come from Instagram, but at the same time, if we weren't engaging with our followers and putting up engaging posts and following up with people and commenting again and coming back next week and making a comment on their post and like really following and being a part of what they're doing, um, I couldn't, I don't know if I could get, you know, attain the same kind of 
Like, sure. I don't think we would have made sales from just from posting. So yes, posting is great. And I th also think posting, it did put us in a great position to be ready when COVID was here, because a lot of the people that follow us, you know, they've seen the things we do. They know the partners that we've worked with in the past. And so we were like poised already to like, okay, well, I've seen them do this. So now let me reach out to them. So just kind of building those relationships is important. It's definitely, I love, definitely I love that important. answer. I love and that another answer. Thing that we Keep do. going. I want to hear more. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So the last part to that is that we have in our Instagram, on our Instagram page, if you go to our link, we have a type form that's connected to Instagram. And so if people find out about us through Instagram, they go to that link, they click it, they fill out a little questionnaire and that kind of helps us to get to know them. And it also helps us to know that they came from Instagram. So we also do have that included in our bio and it's, it's incredible. It's a paid service, but it's worth Yep. So that's, that's allowing you to understand where your traffic's coming from. And if it was initiated in Instagram and you, you got a transaction out of that, then yes, you can track that through Instagram. That I love that. I mean, I wish more people were doing that because a lot of times they don't know where they're getting their sales. You know, sales are coming from all over. Um, but yeah, you're, it sounds like you're, at, uh, you're ahead of the game. You, you know, you understand the power of social media um, and you've already applied that to Instagram. That's awesome. Um, one more question for me, at least from now. What, so what types of posts okay. are most effective in driving engagement? What types of posts? I would definitely say two types. One, something that includes our faces, which we don't post a lot of, but we do have a mentor who's just like, look, you need to post yourself a lot more. You need to be visual. Um, we don't always like to, but it's something that we are working on. And so those posts are always the most engaging, the most um interacted with that we've seen. And then in addition to that is also partnership posts. So when we post someone else or something that we've done with someone else, we tag them. Um, we make sure that the visual is a really good, clean visual. And those posts are also really, um, really do well. And then the third, I would say, is just when you ask a question or when you yourself are, mm. you know, asking something or asking for help or asking for a tip um asking for advice which tumblr do you like the best this one i guess i can put it or this one you know those types of posts you know, we, we've noticed also, that you know, in our social media well. our culture posts always do the the best and that is like showcasing the people behind our brand um and those tend to do really well you know if, whenever i post myself on twitter it tends to do a lot better than if i'm posting industry news or any type of statistics and it's amazing because yeah. people want to get to know the people behind the scenes. And I, and I think you nailed it on the head. Now, do you yeah. notice any posts that don't do as well? Posts that don't do as well. I think I, if I were to look through our feed, the ones that I notice don't do as well are the ones that aren't really connected to anything. I mean, they're just like, I like the picture, so I post mm. this. Sometimes it surprises me and it's like, oh, that got 93, you know, some, but a lot of times, I guess if it's not connected well, if the story or if the image or I don't know, that's, that's a great question. Our, our social is pretty steady mm -hmm. but at the same time there are some that haven't done as well i'm gonna go back and circle back and give you a better answer 
No, but I think that's a great one. It kind of sounds essentially like, you know, what's not relevant, you know what I mean? Like that stuff, or maybe it's something you test out, you know what I mean? Like, hey, that, you know, this uh, product image, or maybe I want to try this new print or something, but it's not something. Oh, I have an answer. I do have an answer. So I have noticed that posts that don't do as well are salesy posts. So if it is very salesy, it normally doesn't, unless it's in a content centered way, Mm -hmm. but if it's just straight sales and it's just like, buy this right now, two for one, get it while it's (laughs) Art selling on social media doesn't do well anywhere. So that doesn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that is what I have noticed. And even on other people's pages, I'll notice that they may have 600 likes on, you know, something that's really fun and light. And then the next post they're posting about like, Hey, you can buy this today, $20 off. And it's like crickets. Yeah. So, and it, I just think the way that you position it is, is what is the difference because almost a Almost all of our posts are a sales post, sure. but it's just a way that you position that content. I like that. So it sounds like you guys have a really good process in place. Um, what are kind of like your non-negotiables for creating content for Instagram? Non-negotiables, I guess for me, I don't have too many, okay. um, but and I do have two other partners and they also um, sometimes will give me content, but it's hard because they now feel like it's such my baby. That <laughs> they don't want to like even get involved. So it's hard for me to tell them like, Hey, yeah, go post that or put it in our story. They really won't do it. Um, funny. But if like photos that aren't clear, um, content that's, too wordy mm-hmm. kind of like deal breakers um profane like you know yeah. that's not our brand so but mostly vis- visually as long as it's visually stunning then let's go with it okay i like that and all your posts like i was going through just like i got like lost in a wormhole from like your feed i just kept going back and i was like it's just so great like every like <laughs> That means the world, though. When people notice, it does. It really yeah. does. It does. But I, I do enjoy doing it. Yeah, and you're doing a great job. And I, um, and I'm actually glad you kind of talked about like wordy and kind of the content of the caption because the visuals are great. But I think sometimes too, like I know for myself, I'll have sometimes like uh, a great visual, and I maybe don't know how to construct my post. And I think the one thing that trips up people the most are hashtags. So like for mm-hmm. you, are you somebody who like, what's your strategy for using hashtags in your posts? Do you think it helps with driving engagement and, and maybe viewership on your posts? Got it. You know what? I feel like, and I could be wrong mm-hmm. because I'm not like a professional. Um, I just enjoy it as a hobby. Um, So from my perspective, I feel like maybe about six months ago to even a year ago, I feel like hashtags were driving some of the impressions that we were getting. However, I don't really feel like I could say the same now. Okay. I feel like our our audience is pretty much our audience. It's not a lot of new um, people who are kind of finding us. There are a few in each post and we do use hashtags each time. We try to follow some of the best practices which are not using the same ones each time. So we try. Sometimes I get a little busy and it's kind of just like our standard hashtags. But the way I like to use hashtags is for us to find people. So I like to 
kind of do my own research and to follow different hashtags. So I think we probably follow about a hundred hashtags. Wow. And so therefore I'm finding people or I'm discovering clients that we want to work with and bookmarking them. That's another thing. I use Instagram to bookmark. So we probably have about 60 categories um, with different things that I'm just curating that I love and I want to follow up with, um, businesses that we want to try, partnerships that we want to, you know, send some samples to and all sorts of, the, just the color blue, just the color red, <laughs> conferences. So it's like our Instagram feed is, we, like we have a ton. So I use it for that. I don't really use it to that, get out there. That's a great I point, Kiani. Um, I think a lot of times people, they post the hashtags with the idea that people are going to find them, right? You know, you want to you want to jump on a hashtag, especially one that's trending, so that people can find you. But there are people using the hashtags to find certain things, and you want to find new business. And you know, it goes both ways. You know, you could you could have people find you, but you could also be looking for new business under certain hashtags. And that's a that's a great piece of advice. It doesn't have to be. You know, every post has to be hashtagged with a million different hashtags. Think about ones that you use and go out and find the people that you yeah. think should be in your network. I, right. That's yes. a great answer. Exactly. Um, all right. So I have to ask you about Instagram Reels. This came out recently. Um, you know, they're, everyone's trying to be TikTok. So, you know, Instagram Reels is, you know, Instagram's version of TikTok. Have you tried it? And if so, what kind of success have you had? So I have tried it. Um, the success, I don't even know. I don't even, um, it wasn't a great one though, to be honest. I didn't put a lot of thought into it. I think I even only tried it on my personal page. I made, um, made like a pizza, a low carb, cause I'm on a low carb thing. So I made a pizza and I, people wanted the recipe. So instead of me having to like type it out, I just made a real the real so I don't even okay. think I've used it in our account yeah just my personal account but I don't know I don't know I didn't notice <laughs> I haven't read jump. too many good things about no. it I think you know people want to be on TikTok I personally yeah, <laughs> yeah me yeah. too I, I don't you know, think it's like no. come up with something new you know you, you, I don't know so yeah and even I've noticed like I mean I feel like oh, what is it um not live but stories I feel like they even boost you a little bit more than, than reels. I mean, I don't know. I don't notice. Okay. That. It, so uh, yeah. basically the jury's still out. Still, uh, you haven't seen any success with one. So why try another? Might as well just go and be on TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. While you still while they, can. While yeah. they, I guess while they still <laughs> let us. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what's one trend on Instagram that you've always maybe wanted to try, but maybe just haven't had the opportunity to execute? Hmm. I would have to say Instagram lives. Oh, okay. Um, that's one thing that I've always heard really can jumpstart sales and interaction. And um, it's kind of uh, people, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of it. Um, when people talk about your stuff or comment, um, engagement. Yeah. Yeah, so that's one thing that I've like, because I keep a marketing plan of things that I should be doing each week in order to 
get where we're trying to go. Um, I like that. And that's always been on the list. And it's always something I never get to check off. I just don't do it. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say Instagram lives or, or even like having someone join an Instagram live with us. Um, I should be doing more of it, but we're not. It's, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like it's a great opportunity, but it does, like, it does take time. Like if any of like, you know, the versus battles when they first came out have shown us, like it takes a lot of like production production to make it successful. So I'll be really excited. Like, but what a year to try it though, you know, 2020. So hopefully, you know, we'll see some Instagram lives for more and more merch soon. What are like, um maybe a couple of words, three that you can think off the top of your head that describes your brand on Instagram. I would say bright, bold, and fun. Ooh, bright, yeah, 100%. I would say that too. That's like exactly when I come on, it's like fun, it's bright, it's bold, packs like a serious punch. I like that, very, very nice, yeah. I do wanna know, do you all have like one thing that you all want to try? Hmm. You know what? I think for us, I would like to incorporate reels because I think it is fun to do video. But to me, it's just like, I can't even say it's a competitor to TikTok because the sticker, like the music sticker is not accessible to everybody. So I feel like, yeah, it's like that little extra piece of fun that I think would be cool if Instagram for like, I don't know if it's copyright, their budget. You know what I mean? It's just very weird because like I'll have accounts that I'll manage for people outside of my full-time job and they'll have like 30 followers and they have the music sticker yet like I'll have friends who have thousands and thousands of people, no music sticker. So I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) So I think, isn't it, isn't it like if you have your business set up as a business versus a personal account, because um, my personal account, I have the music sticker but our business account, we don't. And even if I create a video on my personal account that has music and then I, sh- I can't even reshare it yeah. on our business account, it won't even show up. Yeah. It has music in it. I'm, you know what, I have to, I would have to go back and check the exact rules, but I feel like if that's the experience that you're having, you know, it's probably, you know, that is why it's across the board. But you would think though too, like for business, like look yeah. at how, you know, I think that helps with the virality of everything that has gone on with TikTok is the fact that you have sound bites that you don't have access to anywhere else. And it's not you like, you know, creating this in a one-off production, having to learn like Adobe Audition or Premiere or something. It's like, hey, you know, here's a sample of an Aaliyah song that I can just like toss in the background because she's my favorite artist or, you know, it just, to me, it's more community-based and I wish they kind of did that, but Yeah, I think reels, I'll try to see, you know, how we can incorporate that, you know, just to experiment, but that's kind of what I would like to do. What about you, Vin? Even though I know like Twitter is first and foremost, your, your baby, like it's where you started. I'm going to blow your mind. Uh I would like to try stories. I've never done a story. Wow. Well, here, here's a little bit of background on me. I don't use Instagram (gasps) a lot. I'm on Instagram, but it's just not one of those networks that I don't know. I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about Twitter. I've been on Facebook for a dozen years or however long it's been. <laughs> I'm tired of Facebook. I will admit it. I am tired of Facebook. Um, I love Twitter. Um, Instagram is just, I don't know. My wife keeps telling me, come on, you got to get on Instagram. Join the party. 
And I'm like, no, nah, I'd rather stay with all the, the hate and toxicity <laughs> on Twitter and <laughs> Facebook. Definitely. She's like, I need a therapist. And I'm like, I think it's because I'm on Twitter yes. too much. Um, I love it. I think I, I think I should be getting out onto Instagram. Maybe it'll be better for my mental health. We should all do um, a story together with Vince. Yes. There we go. I agree. Alive. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Let's yeah, do it. I'm game. My first, my first story, you guys can be part of it. <laughs> um, all right. So Kiani, um, have you ever done branded hashtags on Instagram? Branded hashtags. I don't even know what that is. Melissa. So for branded hashtags, kind of one that's singular to your brand or niche, like a lot of, for example, um, I'm trying to think of one, but Urban Decay has one. So a lot of influencers, when they'll get like sent PR boxes or they'll purchase, um, you know, their products, they'll use their brand and hashtag because it helps them get found by that company and reshared. Yeah. And then also like sometimes like, you know, uh, Brandon hashtag, we did promo in the wild, you know, or ASI cares um, when we did our thank you videos. So it's kind of a hashtag that's singular to you and your business. I don't know if there's ever been one that you guys have used previously in any campaigns for Instagram. Yes. So, I mean, but they're not really successful, but we do have a few that are just like our hashtags that we use and I would have to look them up. But I know like for instance, we always use um I hope this thing will give me one second. I'm gonna look Yeah, no you're but we have yeah so we do have a few that we that are like our hashtags. Um they kind of incorporate our name. I think we always use the more girls. Oh I like that. That's cute. We always also use this week. I will because it's just something like one of our rallying cries. Like, hey, we got work to do. What's on your to do list? So, I guess that's another one. This week, I will. That's cute. Have you seen any engagement with those or no? No. no. Keep trying. Keep, keep trying. Matter of fact, keep maybe trying, if you think about it a little bit more, we'll see something. But it's not anything that we've really put any thought into. It's just like. In case we want to send someone like, hey, go check this hashtag, you know, they'll find all of our stuff. Yeah, See, I mean, that's the utility. Yeah, I mean, we um, in Twitter and, and we try to do it in other networks, too, but we post all these statistics for um, promotional products, these end buyer statistics, and we tag everything promo facts. So if you click on promo fact, especially in Twitter, you have all of that like, data bin, right bin, there. Bin, bin, and it's, bin, bin, bin. <laughs> it's all me, you know? Um, I mean, uh, other people use it too. Um, and I'm okay with that. If they have promo facts that they want to share, right. boom, they can do that. It. But it really becomes, you know, just a repository um, for me, you know, as a resource. You know, people say, hey, do you have any of these? Hey, I click and I share the, the hashtag and it's, exactly. boom, it's right there. Yep. Exactly. And there is a popular hashtag here in DC. It's called a creative DC. So that hashtag, we do use that often because, you know, the, the local movement is so big and also um, people want to just support local businesses and they have a ton of followers. It's a really great feed to kind of follow yourself. And it's again, a way for us to kind of also find people that we want to work with or that we want to reach out that's to. So we do I love that. I love that because that's regional. Like, uh, you know, that's that's the perfect way you can find people that would potentially be in your network close by. That's really cool. So I'm really excited to talk to you about um, influencer marketing because I feel like for me, 
you know, out of all the jobs that I've had, I've never really had um, the opportunity to do any campaigns that are influencer based, but I feel like it's so ripe for promo to consider looking into that, you know, especially on Instagram. So for you, why do you think that kind of influencer marketing has been uh, slow to be adapted in our industry? And do you currently have any influencer marketing campaigns, maybe current or previous that you've worked on? Great question. So I think for our industry, I would have to say that most of the bigger companies are really focused on corporate sales. Um, They're really focused on, you know, the big boys, whereas I think influencers to now have probably not necessarily been on the radar of like, hey, you know, Procter and Gamble or, you know, I'm trying to land this Deloitte and Tooch or whoever the case may be. Um, and so I think they may have kind of been off the radar. And then I think because of the way our supplier distributor relationships work, um, for suppliers to kind of reach out to influence, you know, it just, the way our ecosystem kind of works, I think it doesn't, didn't, or maybe always lend itself to that. Um, but I do think that. I feel like it's picking up and it's changing. I've noticed some of the, even I'm in a mentorship program and I've even noticed like some of our, um, the participants, it's not a mentor, I'm sorry. It's a, um, wow, what's the name of it? It's a, of course I forget. But anyway, some of the people, you know, they're, they're really reaching out to influencers and just finding ways to partner. And even, I guess, we're like a mini influencer because we get on the list to, to uh, with um, Maple Ridge. So they wanted to send us like a kit and have us to unbox it. And that was just like a big honor. Like, wow. So there's influencers even within the, um, the promotional product space. So that was kind of cool. But I think that it's something that is starting to get on their radar. But I just don't think it was on the radar because if you're prospecting, you're looking for like a big, big guys. Right. And I, I don't think influencers were, was in the immediate kind of like, oh, why don't we, you know, work with them? No, I think that's a good point. Uh, Micro influencers are, you know, there are influencers in our industry. You know, they may not have large followings, but they still are influencers, you know, I mean, on a smaller scale. Of course, you want to land the big fish. You want to get, you know, I don't know who I'm going to pick off the top of my head, but somebody who's got, you know, millions of followers. So, you know, they promote you, boom, you get a big boost off of that. But you can get that type of boost, you know, on a smaller scale in our industry. And, may, and I'll tell you something, Maple Ridge has a lot of delicious they goodies. Yes, they do. Oh, my gosh. I have it. Yeah, I have my package over. We got so many um, people to reply and like, hey, what is that? How can I do something similar? So it was it was really cool. And I think we'll see more of it. I'll tell you a quick little story about Maple Ridge. We had a Facebook live stream the other day and they they helped the live stream. They didn't sponsor it, but they offered to give away three coffee cakes to random commenters on our live stream and our live stream it was one of our best live streams ever like we had you know how come i, I didn't know about a- this live stream <laughs> <laughs> now you can, well, we're gonna let you know we're gonna let you know for all of our live streams going forward but it was our best attended live stream i i think it's got over three thousand archive views but wow. during the actual live so stream, much engagement a lot of people awesome. We got a lot of engagement. People really wanted those coffee cakes. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, All right. So last question. We always end our podcast with a fun question. So I got to ask you, 
who's your favorite celebrity to follow on Instagram? You know, I have been stumped on that question. Like, I have been so stumped on that question. I don't know. Like, I follow, like, Adobe. That's like a celebrity to me. Um, again. You know, I can't answer this question either, Keani, because you guys know I don't use, use Instagram that much. But I follow brands. Yes. And, like, I'm more into brand. Like, I follow a lot of breweries because I'm a beer guy. And there are a lot of breweries doing a lot of cool things on Instagram. Um, you know, I don't really follow, you know, celebrities. So yeah, I'm with you on that. Me neither. Me neither. I'm hard pressed to think of like any that I absolutely, but I do love following brands. I love seeing what they're Mm -hmm. doing. Um, Adobe is one of them. I think that's an awesome way though. I mean, like if you're somebody that's maybe turned off from Instagram because of like the influence or celebrity culture, like you're hesitant to adapt it. Like it's a great thing if you are, you know, looking to get like creative ideas, you know, and marketing and sales, because you can kind of see what other people are doing and their spin on how they're presenting themselves like their products or services so for me um Beyonce I just have to say like when she blesses my feed with like one of her many streams of like going out photos like <laughs> it just always does. we should all be so lucky and, and it's it's so rare and few and far between that she actually post but when she does it's literally like millions of likes and i'm just like dag i wish like i could get engagement like that and like when it's a random one like it's always like something that i feel like it's produced for like a night out with like her and jay but she had like i think a little video where she was like just smoothing back like an edge of her hair and people were like oh my god like just going insane over it and i was just like this is why i love this app (laughs) meanwhile i was like really is this what we have Gotten to. This is what yeah. you're missing out on, Vince. Some people like the hair like this. Other people like a can of beer. That's me. I'm a, I'm a beer guy. So when, when the brewery posts a can of beer, I'm like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> like, like. I love it. I absolutely love it. If I think of any more, though, I'll send them. I'll send them because I know there's more. Like, I mean, I, I literally scroll Instagram way too much. Um, and then the. Um, what is it? The feed where you can just kind of the um, discovery yeah. feed where you can kind of discover. That's kind of like my favorite thing. Too. Yeah, that's a good one as well. I love. Well, Kiani, thank you so much for your time today. You've been an awesome guest. Um, do you want to? You have a last thing to say. You want to plug your brand? Now's the for time. Our, well, more and more merch. You can follow us at the Merch Studio. Um, in 2020 and 21, you can look for us to. Um, rev up our content by providing, I guess, just more educational, but in a fun way. Because when you say education, that just sounds like, (laughs) not in that way, like really fun, really cool, engaging posts. You will see more of us. Um, We love giveaways and that always does do well as well. Um, When we do giveaways, I didn't mention that today, but um, yeah, so I think that that is it. Well, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure. Again, like I said, hopefully we get to meet you soon in person, but thank you for joining us virtually and sharing so many good gems. I can't wait to share. So thank you. you. Likewise, I appreciate you guys and I look forward to one day meeting in person. Yeah, us too. Absolutely. Thank you, Bye-bye.